0: You're listening to an Encore presentation of The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell.
1: Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now in the studio, local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell.
2: Welcome to the Money Hour at 11:50 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, October 22nd show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook Premiere. You can catch my show on my show YouTube channel and bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or more importantly, to connect you with the guests that I have on the show today, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now the lineup for today's show, I have Jen Mueller and Kale Corey of Compass. Elevated living, the bigger picture, be an advocate for your industry and business. Also in studio, I have Ross Wolf of Heartwarming Treasures, Growing Your Business with Gratitude. And also in studio today, I have Karen Hake of Keller Williams Mountain to sound the Rosie Rourke team, Hot Topics and Shifting Market. Also, if you're watching my show on my Facebook premiere or YouTube channel, I would like to take this opportunity to introduce my producer over at Hubbard Radio, Benny.
0: Hi, Tina. Good to see you as always. What's up? Good to
2: see you every week as well. And also I'd like to introduce my marketing director, Becky. Hi, Tina. I could not do it without them. The show exists because of everything behind the scenes that they do. So a big shout out and a big thank you to Benny and Becky. Great information and great guests in studio today. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyar.com. And now let's go ahead and start out the show with a little bit of money chat.
3: Money. Money.
2: Mitchell here with your Money Chat. It was the best of times and the worst of times. Sounds like the sentiment we use to compare 2020, 2020 to 2021 versus 2022 to to be determined. Admitting is the first step to recovery, as they say. The market's admission of the continued impacts on inflation. This week, the bond market and mortgage interest rates took a beating. In a surprising turn of events, the Prime Minister of the UK resigned. If you recall the last significant rally, it was Going to feel like an eternity ago when we received news of the Bank of England implementing an emergency round of guilt buying their version of the bond. In such a move, treasuries rallied and rates improved for a short time. However, this form of quantitative easing, printing and pushing money into the system, was what got us into this mess to begin with. It's like an addict, like an addict needing one more hit to make everything feel better. The problem by doing so furthers the addiction and in fact makes the entire situation. Situation so much worse. They soon later reversed its decision and the market sold back off. The lesson here is that cold turkey is the only way to break the cycle. Evidently, I've invited you into another session of Mortgage Bankers Anonymous. What we are feeling is a withdrawal of the QE drug. The whole world is going through it. There's really isn't a magic pill that we can swallow swallow that ease the side effects. Pain is unfortunately a part of the withdrawal process. The good news that once completed from the system, What comes on the other side is much happier and healthier market. It will take time, patience, fortitude, but we will be stronger for it once we get to the other side. Some of my clients are asking why buy now when there's a chance that the market may drop. The questions are, where is the bottom? Nobody knows. How long are we going to stay at the current real estate value? Nobody knows. What we do know is today is a price opportunity that we have not seen for years. If you find a home that's right for you and your family, we know that over a length of time, it will be a great investment. The only way you lose money in real estate is you are forced to sell in a bad market and you are not reinvesting in another real estate asset at the same time. You have to find your right home in a snapshot of time. To time the market at the perfect level is impossible. What today enables you to do is not compete, but instead maybe negotiate. If the Fed reverses their course, things are going to shift quickly and the market will be back into multiple offer territory because inventory will still be an issue. Interest rates will drop as fast as they went up and now the right home does not come up or if it does come up you don't win because you're in multiple offers you then wait the next home, the next home that comes on the market is increased 5% you don't win again because of multiple offers you wait longer and homes have gone up 10% you have now totally missed out you would have been better off buying today And if rates do go down, refinancing into the lower rate, but you have your home. Trying to time the bottom is almost impossible. You can't buy stocks at the absolute bottom. You can't buy Bitcoin at the absolute bottom without getting extremely lucky. Real estate is more complicated because not only are you trying to target the absolute bottom, But that house must also be available at the same time. And then there must be nobody else that wants that same home competing against you because you might lose. If you find your home, buy now and don't miss out on today's opportunity because you're trying to time the market. All right, so now it's on the new construction front. The NAHB housing market index, which measures builder confidence dropped significantly to 46 in September to 38 in October, the lowest since April of 2020. This was five points below expectation. and is now well below the 50 mark, which is a neutral level. Anything above 50 signals expansion and below signals construction. Looking at the internals, the present situation dropped nine points to under 50 to 45, while the future look component was down 11.5. Points to 35. Buyer traffic is now down 25 from 31 last month. The NAHB said that higher rates have weakened demand. Of course, we know that. But they also added that this will be the first year since 2011 that we will see a decline in single-family starts, meaning new construction on single-family front. Housing starts were down 8%. Single-family starts, which really is what most important, were down 5% from last month and 19% year over year. Housing per permits, which is the future supply, were up 1.4% last month but are still down 3% year over year. Single families were down 3% last month and 17% year over year. It appears that builders have learned their lesson from 2000, 2006, 2007 financial meltdown and the Great Recession when there was not enough demand and they kept building homes like crazy. They are clearly building less. And while the lack of new supply is a good thing for a number of, not a good thing for the number of transactions, it's coupled with the fact that many existing homeowners are staying put with their maybe under 3% interest rate and should provide support for home values. Things are going to be volatile for the next few months or the months to come. When rates come down and affordability comes back, it sets the stage for price reaccelerate. And as I've shared before, I do believe that rates are going to be coming down in the future. So bottom line, there is a great opportunity to purchase your home today and could be a huge missed opportunity if you don't take action today. Seize today's opportunity so not to miss it. As Warren Buffett advises, buy when the market is down because this is the hidden opportunity market. Tina Mitchell here, and that is your money chat. Coming up next on the Money Hour, the bigger picture, be an advocate for your industry and business, Jen Mueller. And Kale Corey of Compass Elevated Living, right here on 11:50 a.m. KKNW.
0: Do you feel stuck in your career? Do you think you've been underpaid or not compensated fairly? Have you hit a ceiling and don't really know what's next? Or even have a dream but never had enough time to make it come true? Maria Kolesnikov, a straight strategist with Your Way Up Coaching, will help you to define your North Star, your ultimate career goal, and build a trajectory of achieving it. Within five years, Maria has helped more than 300 people To skyrocket their careers, to find their calling, get promoted or build businesses, multiply income, and get a greater sense of work and life satisfaction. Maria has been working in the people development field for more than 15 years and currently holds professional certified coach credentials with the International Coaching Federation. To learn more about Maria, visit yourwayup.coach or call 773-595-0057. Multicultural, multidimensional
1: even. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: You're listening to an encore presentation of The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell.
1: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 a.m now back to the show with local mortgage expert tina mitchell
2: you are listening to the money hour at 11:50 a.m kknw the saturday show you can also listen to my show podcast my facebook premiere or you can catch my show on my show youtube channel it's a great day to talk about money and that's what the show is all about how to make money Save money so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or, better yet, to connect you with the amazing guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1 855 411 1150. Again, that's 1 855 411 1150 or online at the And now on the show, Jen Mueller and Kale Corey of Compass Elevated Living. The bigger picture. Be an advocate for your industry and business right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Jen and Kale, welcome to the show. Very excited to have both of you.
4: Hi, Tina. Thanks for having us as well.
2: Thank you. You're welcome, Kale. So let me share a little bit with my listeners uh, background for the two of you, Jen Miller and Kale. Corey are the founding partners of the team Elevated Living at Compass. They both are born and raised in the Pacific Northwest with over 23 years experience combined in the real estate industry. Superior service and results have led their team to enjoy a thriving business based on referrals and repeat customers. Both Jen and Kale have separately been recognized by the National Association of Roll Tours as a 30 under 30 winner. Prestige honor highlighting 30 top performers in the U.S. in addition to receiving the Young Professional Achievement Award from the Seattle King County Roll Tours. They both are involved with the Roll Tour Association on a local state and national level including mentoring other young agents through the seattle king county realtors young professional network and i want to give a thank you to both of you for your service in the industry and advocate for home buyers and for realtors your time and commitment is appreciated as you are protecting and creating policies to benefit Home ownership. So, very excited uh, to have the two of you on the show today. So, let's go ahead and start out with you, Jen. How did you get involved with National Association of Realtors or NAR?
4: Sure. So, one thing to understand about the National Association of Realtors is we are a body of 1.5 million members. Wow. So, we are actually one of the Biggest trade organizations in the entire country. That's huge. I mean, yeah. there's no other organization as big as the National Association of Realtors. So mm-hmm. when you really break it down, we have the local, state, and national. And really, for my experience in getting involved, it it all started with the ask. So really back in 2013, um, a good friend and colleague of mine, Georgia Stevens, yeah. she, who's actually heavily involved in our realtor association um, had asked me to come to a Young Professionals Network uh, happy hour. And I really had no idea what it was about other than what she shared with me. And just based on my relationship with Georgia and seeing the things she had been doing, I just, I had no question and I showed up and I'm glad I did. And so, you know, what that led me to is seeing the bigger picture in our industry. Um, And it also kind of opened a door to get involved from a local, state, and national level. So um, that's really kind of my experience in getting exposed to NAR.
2: Well, the task is to ask if Georgia had not asked you what a missed opportunity for our community and everything that you do. And I do wanna do a shout out as well. It's an honor to be at the level that you have because you have to be chosen to work your way into uh, the leadership roles that you've taken, uh, Jen. So uh, congratulations on that. And again, thank you for your service uh, because you have to run your real estate business. So you're doing that as well as giving back and supporting the community at a very high level. So thank you. Thanks. And Kale, why did you get involved?
5: yeah so for me i was 21 when i got into the business i kind of was brand new didn't understand a lot of what nar really did mm-hmm. so i attended an event um jen happened to be the chair of that year at ypn and that's how we met um but really it's just advocacy for clients i think a lot of it comes back to the conversations that you get to have with your clients and really how we're fighting for their rights um on a national level i mean it's just big in a lot of ways
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what a powerhouse to bring the two of you together and to be running your real estate practice as a true power team. So uh, a shout out and thank you to you, uh, Kale, as well. So Jen, can you give an example of how your involvement in the association has had a direct impact on your business?
4: Yes, no, absolutely. So If you think about being involved, you know, we really are at the forefront, so we are in the know of what's happening, you know, from all levels, as I mentioned earlier, and, you know, perfect example of how I can think of the impact was, you know, when COVID first started and, you know, the whole world was shutting down, including the workforce in Washington and um, at that time our WR president, so our Washington realtor president, Kitty Wallace, uh, stepped up to the plate and was working with our lobbyist to be able to make uh, realtors be essential workers. And at that time, there was 12,000 pending sales. So if you were to really break that down and think about it, if we weren't essential workers, how much that would affect housing for families that would affect you know at least 15,000 of our realtor members yeah. but also those families who needed housing at that time and so within 48 hours of our wr president you know headlining this and, and stepping up to the forefront we were deemed essential workers and if you were to think about like the ripple effect of all of this you know it affects our stagers it affected our movers it affected photographers designers all of those different things that mortgage <laughs> mortgage, of course mortgage. mortgage inspectors i mean it's just there's so many hands in the pot when it comes to a transaction and and advocating home for our clients and so i mean that's just one of many examples of our involvement in what our association has done with the realtors
2: yeah, and and too, I like how you you know mention just the knowledge and the behind the scenes that you have, and not only helping in the decision making to make the best decisions or to have a voice in that, and what's protecting uh, home buyers, um, home ownership, and the real estate community as well. Um, that is uh, says a lot, but then also as well, just your reputation within the industry, which is important because when you're working, especially as a as a, putting your buyers agents hat on and if there is multiple offers there they're looking at you as an agent that's representing that buyer that wants to get that home your reputation in the industry to have that as part of your credentials that you are at such a high level in supporting our industry is is a really really big deal so um yeah uh kale what skills or uh experience do you need to to have
5: yeah i would say you know the biggest one is to have a desire to learn and grow When I stepped into NAR, you know, I didn't have a ton of leadership skills. You know, most of us get into this business just to sell houses. And really the great part about this organization is you really have people that have been in it before you. So they're willing to teach you the path and show you, you know, you can really take this any way you want to. So, you know, one of the greatest things too is this again benefits your clients. So having the ability to come in it with a servant's heart of knowing that at the end of the day, you're really blazing the trail for your clients. You know, we go to the Capitol and legislate on the steps with our senators and, you know, really make sure that those issues that are being talked about show up for your clients too, because, you know, there's bigger things that people don't see. And that's the reason that you hire a realtor.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely hanging out with the best of the best. And now you're part of that and you're able to pay it forward for other agents that come into the association. So Jen, what is your return on an investment with volu- with volunteering for the association?
4: Yes, well, and that's the key word is this is a voluntary position. So we do not get paid, you know, to to serve. But in return, you have to think about the bigger picture. Everything's an opportunity, and the the network of other professionals that we've built throughout this, whether it's local, state, national, um, we've we've built a huge referral network. Where you know, if we were to reflect about. of our business comes from the agent to agent referrals that we've gotten from, you know, people we've met over time Mm -hmm. with our involvement. So, you know, that's really a a big piece of it. And then also just the education piece of, of, as I mentioned, being at the forefront and having that insider knowledge that we can share with our clients. And that's part of the advocacy. So there is a much bigger picture to what we do than, um, you know, than you would think unless
2: you actually were to get involved. Absolutely. When you come from a place of contribution, you absolutely monetize on the other side. So, Kale, what are your next steps in your leadership journey?
5: Yeah, so I would say bringing in future leaders. I think, you know, bringing in the younger faces is a huge part of the success of NAR because really, once you get plugged in, you can continue down the path of the leadership, you know, uh, track. You know, they say that the average age in the industry is 56. So I think having younger leaders is really key. Um, also, one of my favorite quotes is just better decisions are made when diversity is at the table. Yes. So really, you know, getting those people into those rooms and having those conversations, I think is huge. And it all starts with both of us, like getting tapped on the shoulder and really making that ask, um, because most people are too intimidated to go and start that process without somebody inviting them.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So Jen, um if one wanted to get involved with nar what would be the next steps to doing that
4: yes great question so it really just depends on where you're at in your business you know we have the young professionals network depending on your age demographic there's governmental affairs there's membership committees so You know, it really depends on what your passion is and where you want to get involved, and sometimes you may not know until you actually show up to the meetings and and kind of learn more about um, where your where your time could be best spent. You know there's no sense in in filling a seat at the table unless you have a voice right, Um, so the Seattle King County realtors they're very um proactive about sending emails to our membership on events that are upcoming they offer a lot of classes so really it's about just showing up and if you don't know anybody that currently serves um you can go into the Seattle King County Realtors website and and reach out and i'm sure you know there's plenty of people that will lead you into the right direction so you just have to have an open mind and just be willing to jump in and and meet some great people
2: absolutely so we have a less than uh, less than a minute but i just wanted to ask uh, either one of you uh just a quick question on what you see in the shifting market and what would be a call to action that you would have for uh buyer or seller
5: yeah i mean i would just say lean on others in the industry um there's tons of advocates that are ready to fight for you and it's just you know it's a great time to jump in you know there's still tons of opportunities and as we see rates come back down the demand's going to get back out there again
2: Yep. Yeah. Back to basics. Yeah, and back to basics. Home, building those relationships
4: and continuing to nurture them. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Well, thank you again, both of you for taking time out of your uh, day to be here and uh, share uh, what you're doing and what's happening at a higher level in the industry. And again, thank you again uh, for the time and the commitment that you're making to the industry. Really appreciate you.
4: Thank you. Thanks so much,
2: Tina. Yeah coming up next on the money hour growing your business with gratitude ross wolf of heartwarming treasures right here on 11:50 a.m kknw
0: do you want to send gifts to your clients but don't know where to start heartwarming treasures is here to make gift giving easy whether you have one gift to send They have designed amazing gifts for over 30 years to surprise and delight clients and keep their customers' business growing. Heartwarming Treasures is a family-owned company that is trusted by hundreds of business professionals. Visit their website at heartwarmingtreasures.com or give them a call at 206-547-2623. That's heartwarmingtreasures.com.
1: Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: You're listening to an encore presentation of The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell.
1: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell.
2: You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday show. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere. You can catch my show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on any of my events, you can go to tinamitchell.com. And I'm here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 800-1150. Four hundred eleven fifty. Again, that's one 41150 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now in studio, Ross Wolf of Heartwarming Treasures, Growing Your Business with Gratitude, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Welcome to the show, Ross. Thank
3: you, Tina. It was great to be here.
2: Yeah, thank you for joining. So a little bit about Ross. Uh, Ross, Ross leads Heartwarming Treasures as the Chief opera, Operations Officer and is the logistic genius behind fulfillment and quality assurance. Ross earned a bachelor's degree in computer, computer science from the University of Washington and began his career in software engineering before bringing his operations and management experience to the arrangement and timely delivery of quality Gifts. Ross enjoys meeting with clients and seeing their design ideas transformed into gifts that exceed their expectations. Ross left his career in tech to work full time with his wife, Sue, who is the chief gift officer of Heartwarming Treasuries together ross and sue combine their creativity and analytical talents to create great gifts customized to recipients and designed for any budget so ross um to start off can you provide some history of heartwarming treasuries and how did you come up with that name thank you tina Yeah,
3: it's a, it's an interesting question i get asked that a lot heartwarming treasures has been around for 30 years and when my wife started the business with her mother. Um, we were thinking about a, a name that would really try to capture uh, the gifts that we were trying to put together. Um, we were building gifts for our family and friends, and we really were making the each gift uh, special and personalized. And we really wanted a name that would capture the thoughtfulness and quality and creativity that we were putting into every gift. Yeah. As we've grown, we want to keep that same spirit of making thoughtful gifts uh, specific to the occasion recipients.
2: Wonderful. Yeah, beautiful name and definitely accomplishes uh, what your goal was for sure. So what makes a thoughtful gift? What does that look like to you?
3: Well, a thoughtful gift is one that I think takes into account um, the preferences and the interests of the recipient. Uh, You'll know a gift is thoughtful when the recipient notices the gift or items in the gift are exactly what they like and they want. Um, In general, the more you know about a person... The easier it is to give a gift to that person, that's thoughtful, um, because you have more opportunities um, to present items to them that they that they want and they're interested in. So,
2: yeah. So Ross, it sounds great for friends and family. How does it work for uh, business gifts for clients and power partners?
3: That's a good question. It is true that you know the most about those closest to you, since such as friends and family. But you can create thoughtful gifts for business associates such as employees, co-workers, clients, or referral partners. The key is to listen closely to what they talk about in casual conversation. Uh, most people will mention recent activities or events they, they participated in. For example, did they go to a recent sporting event? Did they go hiking or play golf last weekend? Do they like to bake or cook? Um, like many skills, this listening is for interest is just another skill you can practice, and the more you practice it, the easier it becomes to take notes of these interests, And then, um, keep that in mind for future gifts.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And if somebody says they're getting ready to go fishing, uh, you can get that special gift, something related to fishing before they take off on their fishing trip. And yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing better than somebody putting a thoughtful, uh, putting thought into a thoughtful gift for you that makes them feel special. Um, and you know, absolutely. So, For client gifts, you would have some notes of interest and preferences for each client, and then you'd create a custom gift for each person, correct?
3: Yeah, so ideally you would um, take these notes and you'd incorporate um, these ideas into gifts specific to each client. That may sound time consuming, but that's really where Heartwarming Treasures can help you because we can transform your ideas into amazing gifts, which will surprise and delight your recipients
2: yeah, and the the time is well worth it when you're when you're spending something that's thoughtful because that goes a long way. So mm-hmm. sounds wonderful. How do you work with your clients who want to give gifts, Russ?
3: Well, usually we start off with an introductory meeting um, where we listen carefully because uh, we want to understand um, what the goals are for a gift or a gift program. Um we want to know if there's any special events or um, occasions associated with the gifts. And what types of customizations are being requested. Um, also, we'd like to have an idea for the budget so that we can create gift ideas that within your budget. After the initial meeting, we do some work to create a gift proposal for ideas based upon what we heard. Um, we have a second meeting then to review the options for the proposal and then hopefully finalize a plan. The plan can now also include um, items that you might supply uh, if that's what you want. Um, sometimes people have logoed items or items that they know they've already acquired. Um, and so the nice part about working with a local company like us is we can actually just uh, include those gifts,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
3: include those items in our gifts, and it makes it that much more special.
2: Yeah, so it sounds like there's there's absolutely an investment of time up front to get the gift program started. What happens after the gift program is in place? Yes,
3: yeah, so after the initial investment, um, the good news is that future reordering gets much easier. Uh, and it's very streamlined. Oftentimes, our regular customers call us or email us with new orders and just say, hey, I just need my standard gift. But this time, you can add a cat toy or this person would like a nice bottle of wine. And we can have the gift delivered or shipped within a day. So once we get the to kind of get into a rhythm, um, with most of our clients, we can deliver on new requests easily and promptly.
2: That is awesome. So you mentioned repeat clients that keep ordering uh, more gifts on a regular basis. That gives you a sense of the gifts that might be working for them. Do you have some success stories that you can uh, share, Russ?
3: Yes, I, I do. Um, you know, we we get a lot of uh, great reviews. In fact, our Google we have like over forty you know great reviews on Google. Um, so, but I have, I'll share a couple right right here during this uh, this talk. Um one year, I had a business professional decide to give gifts to all of his clients.' the first time he made a decision to do client gifts. And so we put together a plan, and um, he made a good decision to personally hand out the gifts themselves himself, which which, by the way, I recommend is a best practice. Um after the client gifts uh, were sent out, and he made those visits, I got an excited call. He had generated a large amount of business from the gifts. It was a great example of the personal gifts landing well and bringing him to top of mind. And the gifts also provided a great way to nurture the connection with the clients, which I you know, I just wanna call back to the nurture word. We, You already called that out earlier in this program. Mm-hmm. It just shows how these personalized gifts can nurture relationships for the long-term. Another example is a business associate whose father passed away. Uh, we made a custom basket that paid tribute to his family, his mm-hmm. hobbies, and even included his favorite beers from England. The recipient and his mother are very touched by the gift and I think they're going to be remembering that gift fondly for a long time to come.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, the key is to be able to court the warm instead of having to stock the cold. Work with the people mm-hmm. that already love and trust you and level up those relationships uh by using thoughtful gifts. So these are some great stories and sound like your clients have been growing their business through your gift program. Is this what you mean by growing your business with gratitude?
3: Yes, it is related. Um, that title also. Mentions being thankful, and I think that's also part of the the mindset for giving gifts. Um, we find the people that have most success with giving gifts are those that take the time to send a thoughtful gift. It's the best mentality I find is to be thankful for the relationship and mm-hmm. show their appreciation with a gift that's personalized. Um, gifts don't have to be large or expensive to be thoughtful. It's more about being individual recipient. For example, if someone really likes coffee, then maybe a coffee card is a good start. Um, but if they don't drink coffee, of course, then it, it's a miss, right? Um, cards are, gift cards are sometimes, I call them a good start just because these days I feel like sometimes they get overused and some of the impact of that then is diminished. Uh, truly personalized, thoughtful gifts will really help nurture those relationships and pay off over time.
2: Yeah, and that's it's so true because if you have a regular gift that everybody gets using a bottle of wine, for example, uh what if they don't drink? And even worse, if they're recovered alcoholic and you send them wine. Or if you send a a knife to some cultures, that's actually considered bad luck in some cultures. So really thinking about uh, having that thoughtful gift is going to have a huge impact because if you're sending the wrong gift, it might give a bad message that you would have been better off not giving a gift at all. So with the holidays approaching, Ross, are you working on customized holiday gifts already? What's that look like for you?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, October is really is is time we're already starting with uh, many bit uh, businesses on holiday gifts. And uh, now's a perfect time actually to contact us to start a conversation for holiday gifts, especially for customized gifts or gifts requiring special items or you know lead time for ordering. As a rule of thumb, the larger quantity, the more t- lead time we need. But we stock many items on our website for smaller orders with less customization so we can fill those orders in a day or less. Uh, We're based in Seattle area so for Seattle area deliveries, um, we can be very responsive if you need a last minute gift. We know that business needs can change often and sometimes there's a need for a same day gift. We also have a wine and beer delivery license uh, so we can deliver gifts with wine and beer in the Seattle area as well. We also ship nation uh, gifts nationwide.
2: Yeah, so make those uh, holiday gifts special. If they celebrate Christmas or they celebrate Hanukkah, or if they like sweets or they don't like sweets, uh, have any dietary. Uh, you know, I have a, a business partner that uh, last year I sent a, a basket, a vegan basket. She's vegan, so if I sent her stuff that wasn't vegan, uh, that probably wouldn't had been as much of an appreciated uh, gift. But when one showed up, that was uh, was. Fit for her vegan. Um, She really enjoyed that. So, what should people do if they want to work with heartwarming treasures?
3: Well, there's a couple different ways people work with us. Some people just want to go to our website and order a one off gift, and that's great. Our website is heartwarmingtreasures.com. If you have a set of gifts or if you'd like to customize your gifts like we recommend, then you can contact me at sales at heartwarmingtreasures.com. Again, that's sales at heartwarmingtreasures.com. Or give me a call. And my local Seattle number is 206-547-2623. Again, 206-547-2623. And I'd be happy to chat with you about gifts. Uh, you'll either reach me or or the gift uh, chief officer, and we'll put our we always put our heads together. You know, we're a great team, as I mentioned in the bio. Um, my wife is is very creative. And I'm very analytical between the two of us. It's a great, it's a great match. And, you know, when we have a a custom gift program for a company, we always put our heads together and get a, get a great combination that way.
2: Yeah, that is great. And what do you love most about uh, what you do, Ross?
3: You know, it really is that touching people. I mean, with, with our gifts, I, I think you can get the sense that we really try to be very thoughtful with every one of our gifts. And that means, our success is how the gift lands and so that means the many times i'm out and i i help with deliveries and i get the joy of seeing people react to our gifts and it just it it wows them and it, it touches them and it's that it's that response that just warms my heart so we really try to live into heartwarming treasures
2: Love it. Well, thank you so much, Ross, for uh, coming in and sharing a little bit about how you're making a difference in the people that are receiving the gifts and absolutely the people that are giving the gifts. Again, when you come from a place of contribution, you monetize on the other side, and that's the best place for everybody to be in. So thank you, Ross.
3: Thank you very much, Tina. It was a pleasure.
2: Likewise. And coming up next on The Money Hour Hot Topics in Shifting Market, Karen Hake of Keller Williams Mountain to Sound, the Rosie Rourke team right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
0: So in today's shifting real estate market, who you choose to represent you is critical. Experience matters, and working with a team who has a history of navigating the tumultuous process of buying or selling will undoubtedly impact your results. Questions about buying a home or preparing your current home for market? Karen Hake is a respected broker on the Rosie Rourke team and would be happy to provide a free consultation. Karen Hake, who is a real estate broker with the leading Rosie Rourke team and Keller Williams, Mountain to Sound. She'd love to answer your real estate questions. Call her at any time for a free consultation at 206-851-3344 or email her at karen at Again, 206-851-3344 or karen at Exploring
1: new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150.
0: You're listening to an encore presentation of the Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell.
1: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You
2: are listening to The Money Hour at 11.50 a.m. KKNW, the Saturday show. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook Premiere. You can catch my show on my show YouTube channel. I bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. I'm here to help you in today's economy. And now in studio, Karen Hake of Keller Williams Mountain to sound the Rosie Work Team Hot Topics in a Shifting Market. Right here on eleven fifty AM, KKNW. Welcome to the show, Karen.
6: Well, thank you very much.
2: Happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you. And my sister's name is Karen. Well, it's not the
6: it's not the name to have these days. You know that. Why not? Well, you know you can be oh, a Karen the,
2: now. That's, oh, that's, you can that's, be a, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, so, you know, Karen that's is it. a great name. Well, yeah. I like it too. Yeah, so a little bit about Karen uh, has been an integral part of the of leading Rosie Rourke team personally closing fifty five transactions last year alone. Karen her husband raised three kids in the Fairwood community of Renton, where she continues to be deeply rooted in her local community. Currently serving on the Kent School Foundation board, additionally community service keeping her involved in the local schools food bank, and community chapters. As a real estate broker, Karen feels incredibly privileged to help clients with one of the largest financial decisions that they will ever make. She's a trusted resource for all things home-related and is confident that her expertise can help you with your home buying and selling journey as well. So Karen, as I get into your, um, our conversation here, let's go ahead and start out with what are your predictions with your crystal ball for real estate over the next year.
6: Well, you used the term that I always say, which is I don't have a crystal ball, but if (laughs) I did, uh, I'm feeling positive about kind of where we're headed. I know it's been um, a great year for many sellers, and now people are kind of feeling the heat, right? It feels a little, the market has definitely taken a turn. Um, But to be fair, for the first time in a number of years, buyers have some options. And and I I think that that's a, a nice respite for our buyers to actually have the opportunity. Opportunity to have some choice, some selection in, in inventory, um, the ability to navigate some uh, contingencies that they simply have not had uh, the ability to enjoy the last, uh, you know, couple of years. Um, and they don't have to give away their firstborn in order to potentially get a house. And so I think that that's, um, I think that's a, a wonderful thing. I don't really think that we're in a Buyer's market. I think we're in a buyer-friendly market, right? Um, and I say that because although although the interest rates are feeling a little scary for for f- some folks out there, I laugh because my first mortgage was 13.75, yeah. right? And so 7% doesn't sound um horrible, but it doesn't sound great compared to what we had six, eight months ago. And um, and so I recognize that it's a little bit scary, but um Again, if they can navigate, really, what you said, Tina, which is buy now, refinance later, if the if and when the interest rates drop, and I think that most of us firmly believe that they will come back down. um, You know, it's a it's a good time to be a buyer on the flip side of that, it's not a bad time to be a seller either. Uh, we just had that wonderful window of opportunity for the sellers who got in January to you know end of April, but it was just a snapshot of time. And I, I think we as a team, we evaluate the stats pretty routinely. And in our market, in our farm, uh, we're finding that we, year over year, uh, last year to this year, we've still seen a slight increase in the in the pricing. So we're we, we think sellers should feel good about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the saying you can date the rate and marry your home. Uh Now is the opportunity. Get out there and take advantage of the opportunity because when the market shifts, it's going to get back into that nightmare. Clients making 11, 14 offers, not getting to be the one chosen one. That's a lot of emotional stress. And then going in and paying uh, maybe hundreds of thousand dollars over list price just to have a shot at them looking at your offer. So um, now is an opportunity. And again, going back to, you know, I don't know why we wouldn't want to take the advice that Warren Buffett gives, buy in a down market. So here's your opportunity. So what is the biggest challenge currently facing the real estate industry? Do you see, Karen?
6: Well, I think if you're asking buyers, they're saying affordability is still an issue. Um, again i think that's why we direct uh, clients to good lenders right let's get you attached right away to a lender who can help you navigate the financial side of things so when you're out shopping you're ready to pull the trigger um, inflation is is an obvious uh, uh, issue at this moment with the rising interest rates that um, are right inflation on the rise interest rates are you know matching it and and that's just been um, challenging it, it ultimately has led us to see i think less buyers in the market and um and more sellers in the market hoping that they can snag the few buyers that are that are out there so um i think um interest rates, Potentially, fingers crossed, you're the expert on that. We're hoping that we start to see a little respite there. But um, I think the other issue is just education of our clients. You know, buyers need to understand um, that buying now is a good thing. The inventory for the first time works in their favor. And, uh, and if we can wrap our arms around our, our buyers and sort of pull them through this, this process, I think they'll be better on the other side. And, and I just think it's up to us as agents to educate them.
2: Yeah, definitely. And if, if we follow historical trends, rates will go down in the next 12 to 24 months. Every economist is saying that every time we've had a recession, that's exactly what we've seen. Um, financial meltdown was an exception to the rule, but um, we did have low rates because of all the money that was being put into the market. Um, and yeah, you can do, uh, now that you have negotiation, which uh, Karen is has already mentioned here today, you've got some room for that. You can do have the seller pay for a 2-1 buy down to get your interest rate 2% lower the first year, 1% lower the second year, and then the life of the loan at the current interest rate, but I'm also showing my client's life of the loan buy down, even though that most likely we are, we are going to be in a refinance. If you can get your uh, get the seller to pay a life of, down, life of a time buy down, where you can get your interest rates um, into low 6%, that can really make a huge impact on yep. that payment as well. You so are right. Karen, yeah, thank you. Uh, why is it so important for buyers to align themselves with an experienced agent like yourself in a shifting market?
6: I think when buyers work with experienced agents, they have the luxury of knowing that their agents have experienced change, shifts, uh, increased interest rates, aligning themselves with somebody who understands those challenges, gives them, I think, better odds of um, um, getting to the end game, which is getting a a house, purchasing a house. Experienced agents really just understand how to get that buyer from point A to point B and uh, and and ultimately, we know the the tricks of the trade. We know how to navigate the the contingencies that we now have the opportunity to encourage our buyers to make. We can um, navigate low appraisals. We know how to deal with inspections. Um, I think when you uh, when you uh, we happen to have a team approach. So there's a, a team of us, and I I love that for me. And I understand there are lots of great individual agents out there, but the the team approach for us allows um, a greater depth of experience. And history to bring to the table so i just think that that experience really matters and in uh,
2: changing markets where things feel topsy-turvy it's uh, especially important absolutely it is it's uh critically important to work with an established agent for all of the things that you uh mentioned you want to make sure that you're getting the best deal that you can and i think a lot of times uh buyers and sellers don't realize that the work that they don't see is everything that's happening once under contract, everything that has to be navigated through the process to make it a successful one, you need an agent that has a high level of expertise and not just a high level, uh, but like yourself and Jen and Kale that I first interviewed is you are doing top producing volume in this market right now today. So Karen, what are the threats that face uh, real estate agents today?
6: Well, again, I think uh, the agents they choose—that's part of that's a that's certainly a threat to a buyer. But I think for agents themselves, uh, budgeting, learning how to manage your your budget. Uh, the market is unpredictable, and for many agents, the last few years have been a gravy train. You know, put a house on the market, we know it's going to sell, you're going to get a paycheck, right? Um, but these days, budgets are really important, and how do we cut our budget and still keep our business thriving? Um, I think I think it was Jen who mentioned, you know, get back to basics, basics, making the phone calls, you know, working your farm, making sure that you're connecting with your sphere. The people who have provided the business to you in the past will be the People who are providing the business to us in the future, and so so I definitely think that our team has really tried to uh, you know do the 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 things that will bring us business, but not necessarily cost us a lot. So maybe our events look a little bit different, um, but definitely you know getting on the phone and and you know talking to the people who who have the power to make a difference for us. Um, I think I think those are really I think budgeting right now and just and just making sure that you're you're doing the marketing that you can do without, you know, knocking your budget out of the park and uh, and and taking advantage of the,
2: the things that don't cost us anything. Yeah, great, great advice, Karen. So during a market shift, what are the questions that buyers should be asking their agent that's representing them?
6: Well, first and foremost, you have a good lender because yeah. we there 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 are a lot of uh, um uh lenders out there that we as agents wouldn't recommend so we want to connect our buyers uh to solid agents we all know that without that pre-approval in place th- there is no offer to be made and um and until a, a buyer understands what they can actually afford it, it doesn't make sense to be out in the market shopping um Another question I think is important is, uh, you know, ex- we talked about this before, but experience matters. And f- that doesn't mean the number of years in the industry. It really means the number of transactions that an agent is is completing, right? So ask about their experience in terms of the the, the volume that they're doing, um, because that's how we as agents learn to, um, uh, you know, understand how to navigate the problems is by living, you know, living it. And, and I think it's important that buyers align themselves with agents who can navigate the problems. Um, a buyer should want to know that an agent has their back, that they're in their camp, that they're available, that they're going to drop things for them. Because in our industry, as much as we want to create some balance, let's face it, our clients are, they can be in a a state of panic and they want to know that you're there to wrap a warm blanket around them and drag them through this buying process. And so those are just a few of the things that I think are important for buyers
2: to to touch base with as as they shop for an agent. 100%. So Karen, how does an agent price a home in a shifting market when the data is just rapidly changing, Mm
6: -hmm.
2: you know, so we actually do a download every week, we
6: want to talk about, uh, you know, where we where we are with regards to the data, but we are using really current data, you know, we might previously have gone back 30, or 60, 90, 180 days. We're looking at current data, 15 to 30 days out. We're monitoring the what's active, what's pending. We're talking to the agents if they've got uh, homes under contract that we consider to be comparables. It's, a hard, it's hard to price right now and know that we're gonna get that, that home priced correctly and on the market um, uh, and sold. A yeah. lot of inventory sitting out there and pricing is part of that problem.
2: Yep, how are you seeing interest rates affecting real estate, Karen?
6: Oh, well, interest rates um, mean that that buyers have less power to purchase, right? So um, as the interest rates have climbed, the, the buying power is diminished, and that ultimately takes some buyers out of the market. Sellers now are, are nervous and they've got we've got a lot of inventory on the market. I think across the board that the, the interest rate is um um it's the hitch and the giddy up right now. And uh and and hopefully um I mean it, it impacts the entire industry and both buyers and sellers and Hopefully in the next, I don't know,
2: as you say, 18 to months to two years, we'll see a little respite. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 1% increase in interest rate is about a 10% drop in buying power. So it is significant. It makes a difference. And a lot of sellers are going to be rethinking selling their property unless they absolutely have to when they're an under 3% interest rate. And now they're looking at a, you know, 7 plus percent interest rate. So um, we've got uh, less than a minute here just to call to action or to wrap up my time uh, with you, Karen.
6: I would just say don't be afraid of the market talk to find an agent that you feel confidence in and uh, and, you know, do due diligence in in on that front, but know that the market is a great market to be a, a buyer for the first time in a number of years it's a it's a good time to be a buyer and certainly from a seller standpoint too, uh if you're if you're aligned with a good agent and you're getting your home priced correctly. It's a good time to be a seller prices have not diminished substantially.
2: Yeah yeah absolutely again as a buyer out there you don't lose money in real estate unless you're first to sell in a bad market and you're not reinvesting in another asset class so don't worry about the fact if you buy your home and the price might drop a little bit get in why the opportunity is here because this opportunity is not going to be an opportunity for a long term at some point in time it's going to change and if you don't take action you'll miss out on it karen thank you so much um, for coming into studio sharing your expertise and for all that you're doing in our local community for our buyers and sellers Thank you. Much appreciated. Yeah. And this is your host, Tina Mitchell, local mortgage expert, having to sign off for the day. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I look forward to talking more money with you next weekend right here on 1150 AM
1: KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.